asshole. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, let's tell it. Welcome to the show, you sexy bleep insert many things right here. Pandas, thank you for coming back. If you're new to the show, this is Panda Strong Podcast. We interview the strongest women in the world in strike sports, amateur to pro, but we like to focus on Canada, where I'm from. I know it's weird. I should be American. Um, I'm still waiting. You know, you guys can bring me over in time. And uh, I reside, you know, give me that million dollar mansion, you guys. Donate to the show. I'll be there. Anyways, um, today we have on the show the incredible Taylor Woods. If you have not heard about her already, well, you'd get your head out of the sand because you're missing out. And then I don't really believe you are a true fan. Sorry, don't. Too bad. So sad. It's the truth. Take it. So um, she's a pro strong woman. She's lightweight. She doesn't look good. I mean, look at those arms. I'm kind of scared a little bit. I feel like she's really friendly, but if needed, she could be brought in at any point to any event as a bouncer that she could handle business, you know? <laughs> is, there some, is there some truth to that? A little bit of denial? I don't know. She's too friendly though. I'm just kidding, you guys. For everyone listening and who can't see the video and her beautiful smiling face, Taylor Woods is a, just super accomplished. Uh, she's an entrepreneur. Her competition win history goes from everything, um, like the strongman, the weightlifting, everything. She actually is um, a strength and skills development coach at On Ice, On Ice Performance Center. I need to make a man's Canadian hockey with a performance center. And um, <laughs> Hammer Strength Performance and is currently pursuing her Master's of Science in Sports and Fitness Psychology at, am I saying this right, Tantana? Tantantanta College. Is it yep. Spanish? It's Ireland, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm too basic. Um, and uh, yeah, so she just recently won 2021 Nationals as a lightweight, lightweight strong woman. Like I said, she doesn't look it. Um, and we're going to talk about today how to use modern sport and conditioning to maximize workout efficiency and for explosive results. You know, she's just been recently named an elite trainer, so we're honored to have her on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm pleasure to be here. She's currently at an ice rink. Um, you know, she just finished. A little sweaty, but she's a trooper. She's here. <laughs> just yeah. for you, Kari. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I have to show some of my muscle on the ice, you know, like the strongman training yeah. helps Yeah. Uh, be make sure I'm a presence. There's some players on my team that are like in the six foot range, and I'm definitely not even close <laughs> to that. So, I got to represent you got those shoulder boulders, though. There's certain athletes that have been our show where I'm like, I'm gonna take some creatine after this, you know. I wasn't uh into the juice, but definitely am after seeing those shoulders, just feel inferior. I'm like, I finally can relate to a man, <laughs> my insides are shriveling. You know, at the shine of your glorious shoulders. <laughs> so, are you getting kicked out? They're like, no, no, I oh. just have an audience. <laughs> They're like, we can hear you. We can hear. Her. <laughs> so, anyways, what got you into the sport of strongman? Strong woman. Uh, strong. Okay. So, I just like to train like anything. Just, you know, you pick up some weight and you do your thing you do some reps you lift it heavy um and then the facility that i'm at uh like a couple of them are really into strongman it's like oh like you should do a competition so i think it was like february like a february before the pandemic i just wanted to uh competition because there's like six or seven of us going so i'm like okay 
And like, I just love competing. Just like that adrenaline rush right before is like, I couldn't like literally my heart was going to be on my chest. So, um, sort of tried training it through. I did like the log a few times. I love carrying a sandbag and everything. And my lifting and everything is somewhat towards like just traditional, uh, training with the list. And so I was like, okay, like, uh, online qualifiers coming. I like, I'll guess I'll go for it. Um, and I sort of just followed through and, uh, I have like my gym to support me for that. And like the crew that I train with, uh, to support me for that, because, uh, there's times where it's like, no, I'm not going to do this. And I was like, okay, I'll do this just because uh, <laughs> that, uh, U64 isn't easy to get to. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of anorexia. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Trigger, triggers everywhere. <laughs> no, I couldn't do it. I mean, I'm just being real. I mean, I couldn't do it. It's just not physically possible for me, but yeah, that's, that's, that's we're going to go into that though. That's what we're going to, I got some questions on that subject. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So that's how it went. And then you're just awesome sauce really fast. Just do zoom. But I mean, obviously um, you're, you know, you're kind of at expert level in terms of understanding like these sports sciences and how to gain explosive strength, which is what you need for strong man. So, and your years of athleticism obviously played in your favor, right? But, but, uh, tell us about what you focus on in your training and nutrition that you feel led you to win 2021 Strongman Nationals as a lightweight. Spill the juice. I'm calling you out. Let us know, right? So okay. actually, so with hockey and strongman, so I'll say this first, hockey and strongman, they're very similar in the power output. So um, to dial it in, so I sort of relate like, because I shoot a lot of pucks, right? So you could shoot, you could stick handle, you could do edge work, but shooting pucks is like uh, carrying a sandbag or doing stones, right? You take the same amount of core strength, uh, stability, and outputs to generate that just a little bit different in weight. So mm-hmm. um, in terms of energy system domain, it's pretty much similar. So it's very correlated that way. Um, then I get into a little bit more sports specific training. So of course, sports specific, uh, I just said for hockey is like that stick handling and everything. But um, in terms of strongman, it's just the stuff that I'm not known with, right? So like the log, uh, axle, uh, circus dumbbell, that's gonna be, a, I'm still working on that one. Um, so there's that sports specific stuff. And then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. what do I specifically need um, in terms of other regimes? So it's like either that uh, stability, right? Shoulder stability is big for me. So I've always worked on overhead uh, because yeah. I lack that. Um, more assisted work, more explosive work. So pairing something explosive yeah. um, with something heavy and then just trying to get faster, trying to move, uh, not so much like faster than other people, but faster than what I can, because mm-hmm. size definitely matters, uh, in terms of how much velocity you can create in terms of distance. Um, yeah. so yeah. And it's like, when I start even just like a cycle is like, Hey, like what's, what's this, like, what's the time frame? What do I need? Um, and yeah. what do I need in terms of like my body? What is like, hey, like for deadlift, it's like, I need a little bit more stability. I need more stability through uh, that bottom half of the lift uh, through my lats, right? So how can you create that? Okay, you use an axle bar, right? You go a little bit of deficit and you go axle bar. Then you change it up. Okay, maybe uh, you're going to use a pause, right? You could change it linear progression, but I sort of just take it. Mm-hmm. 
to swing everything around, I take, okay, what do I need um, in terms of muscle or sorry, in terms of body and total function. So like executive function of what I need. Great, like a main, like a main block and then a supplement block uh, throughout the week. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I've seen like, so when I first started Strongman, it was totally different to anything I'd ever done. And I've always been an athlete myself and obviously been teaching dance and fitness for a long time. So like 13 yeah. years now. So, I mean, and then coming from teaching gymnastics and yoga, I mean, I've got a lot of sciences, so I can figure things out pretty quick. So I was like, you know what? I don't know. You know, I'm new to this like heavy weightlifting stuff. So I bought every program that I could get my hands on, um, like on strongman.com and stuff. I would just like Google and, you know, stumble upon, I'll pay yeah. for it, download it, you know, just analyze it a little bit and then play with it but a lot of it some of it you know just didn't make sense to me once again that's because um i think that like i said is you have to there's so many different methods and it really like we always go on the show we talk about get a good coach get some knows what they're doing knows your body because yeah there's just so much um variations and what helps an athlete one athlete excel and you know help them with their plateau is not going to help the other athlete at all um but yeah yeah like things that i've seen in one of the programs was like a lot of like um uh, I think of any right now, but it's like, it's like, it's like not a chain pull down, you know, like really lightweight, uh, 20 reps of, you know, like say five pounds, right. Just pulling that band down. I'm like, you know what, that's going to get me nowhere because my muscles already like that from dance. That's not going to help me. So for yeah. me, volume work was good for just like, uh, which I like to say for a lot of be- newbies, it's just for your form. But then, like you said, once you start to plateau, then you've really got to work with the different pieces of equipment, like the deficits, the pauses, like you mentioned, the bands, um, just challenging the stability in the core, right? So setting, setting it off balance, that type of thing. But um, I think there's definitely like, for sure, like you said, functional fitness truths that no matter what are a good place to start or a good place to go back to. So like for folks who, there's a lot of people who are like past the beginner stage now who are kind of like amateur not like they feel really far off from the pro, um, but they want to take that next leap. They want to up their game. And, you know, maybe they do have a coach, but they're still like, they're like, I'm not getting where I need to get. So what are some things like that you have found with the women you're working with and, and training and teaching that always equals explosive strength, like specific workouts that you recommend that uh, you find a lot of success with? Ooh, okay. Oh, um, dang. Oh. That's a lot. So one <laughs> So even let's phase this out. Uh, so first little stage, if it's someone that like I'm even just working with that has like some training age and everything. So first thing is just buy-in, right? So creating that relationship, that athlete uh, coach relationship, explaining things. Hey, this is sort of the purpose of it. Like, hey, if you're doing squats and you're doing squats like two times a week, it's like, hey, this is why we're doing these squats. Um, and then just having, I would say even designing, I like to parse my cycle. So if I have like a six or seven week cycle, I like change things up uh, every three, four, keep it entertaining. Um, But linear would be huge. It's like, Hey, you know what, this is the gains that you made. You're learning these movement patterns. Okay. You're getting it. So like dropping reps, right. A lot of people keep the same reps of like, Hey, 10, 10, 10, 10, and 10 gets, 10 is so, (laughs) Oh, but then just drop. Man, that's just like, I would much sooner see someone do six of threes right then or a five by five for the love of god then 10 you know i mean i understand you really need that muscle endurance right with strongman especially talking about like carrying events like the sandbag sandbags are soul crushing 
Sandbags make you question who the hell you are. They make you go home and cry to your fucking mama. Okay. I'm just saying. Like I can pick myself up and carry them. They're like 250 pounds on my shoulder. Pick up a fucking sandbag. Like you profit it. Like goddamn butterfings. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I had a conscious people like, woo, what the, what? The, what? Yeah. Technical difficulty. Give her another shot. You know, just smiling. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> they're so flippery. Like, damn it. Um, what I was going to say is like, to add to your point, and I want you to finish for what I was going to say is like, um, we we're talking about like squat, it made me think of something that's like, uh, I see a lot of athletes, what they'll do is like I said, they'll keep pushing out the specific numbers or different repetitions. Like, hey, what you have to look for is when it's huge um, gaps in numbers, right? So if your front squat is way better, way worse than your back squat, you are not training your body equally. So unless oh, yeah. there's some continuity between those different movement patterns, like you said, those functional movement patterns, then you need to go back to that shit. Because even if you can pull a 600, like a dude, he's like, oh, I can do like a 500 pound deadlift. Yeah, but bro, you just like almost barf doing three push-ups. So maybe add some push-ups to your life. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. I, I, I don't do push-ups. Don't be, don't be starting hate on my people. I know. But when I am teaching, when I was teaching dance, like I said, babe, when I was teaching dance, though, I mean, yeah, that's that's how I fix my core. That's how you lose weight, and that's how you get your shit back together. No one likes them. I don't yeah. like going downward dog into a push-up. No one likes burpees, you know. But <laughs> ooh, ooh, don't ooh, say no. Oh, there's gonna be comments. I know, strongman athlete loving burpees. Hey, you got to pick yourself up. That's the thing, right? You could always pick yourself up. Same as like a squat, right? Tell me, have you ever failed an air squat? No. So you just. Uh uh <laughs> there's stories there's so many times things have happened when i've trained alone in my gym that i'm so glad i'm alone in my basement that i'm like yeah i'm just gonna set that down right there pull out my notebook <laughs> notes. but yeah anyways you were saying go on oh scientific one <laughs> oh, like even like advancing it on so that even within like that basic cycle you'll notice like even different rep uh like you're you mentioned like with the exercises where you'll notice different discrepancies different uh rep ranges um even when people come in i sort of like to test it's like hey like i want to know your conditioning state like in terms of like uh muscular endurance right so like an overhead press um Mm -hmm. so it's like hey you know what i want to see how you uh go through i want to see where the breakdown is so like for example it's like hey you know what uh it's a lighter weight but we're going to go to see how many reps you could do uh to technical failure right so Mm -hmm. it gives them a little bit more of like of that chase it's like hey you know i've gone a little bit more uh but then also like a test right so it's a Mm -hmm. mark yep but throughout the cycle um just with my background um and just like just from coming from an athlete um also just uh uniquely I could like I I'm ambidextrous so uh trying to understand someone's movement pattern like very kinesthetically uh I'm a little bit more insightful for that so it's like hey you know what I said this this is sort of the pairing that we're going to do next cycle um Mm -hmm. and sort of see where that goes about and then you'll sort of see something else uh, come up and then you sort of get a little bit more intense with the programming that way well the other thing too i agree with you on a bunch of points you mentioned there um crossfit you know people always be hating on the crossfit but you know it's important to max out sometimes just like it's important to to do as many reps as possible to test where you're at and because i come from a dance background or i'm like you don't see a gymnast training unevenly you don't see a professional dancer only you know forward lunging one leg 
You know what I mean? So you have to, you have to evenly train and uh, you have to stretch and like they said, go those basics. But if you're, what are you afraid of? If you're not willing to actually test those and you're not taking it, it seriously, not taking your shit seriously and you're not going to succeed. So like, you know, yeah. if you're not willing to go there, then, then I don't even see why the point of you spend the money coach. Cause I've seen that. Right. And I, I've had athletes reach out to me or I've got friends who are like, Stephanie, what do you think? I'm like, well, do you want to know? They're like, I'll pay you. And I'm like, okay, well, hmm. well so like, it just shows like, Hey, uh, what type of coach am I going to be to you? Like what type of, how yeah, can exactly. I right. So if, uh, you're seeing like someone just get discouraged, it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be a little bit more of a motivator for you. Right. It's, yeah, it's, yeah that's your issue it's more what's yeah. in your head uh, maybe yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a little more like technical failure you're right if they're doing something wrong technically then it's like you know what I'm going to be that strength coach for you right so you just yeah, yeah, yeah. back to who like what the athlete wants and what just they need be willing to swallow your pride you know be willing to go into those uncomfortable or weak places and not let it affect your ego because there's not one single super successful strong woman athlete or any you know professional strength force athlete that hasn't at some point had to address the weakness. Once again, sports specific, right? Like a yeah. powerless is going to be worried about their cardio conditioning, but you know, a strong man is very, you know, cardio intense heavy. You've got to have the same, um, you know, muscle endurance that a bodybuilder would for all those lifts, right? Yeah. So you have to train like all of those different sports all at once. It's extremely complicated. So it's kind of like being an entrepreneur, right? Your chance is to get this big. And you know, you have to have all those things go right and all those, like a business mentor and a little bit of this, you gotta have like this army around you to support you. And that's, that's fine. I mean, there's the odd dude who figures it out or chick, you know, by herself and gets it done. But I mean, that's not common. So, yeah. you know, just get the help, reach out. Don't exactly. be scared. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. Like we need to make these songs into like songs and Spotify. And then y'all can play them like you when your your athletes are feeling demotivated. Just play them that ridiculous song, and then they'll, they'll, if they're mad. They won't be mad anymore. They'll be totally at this point. But just put it like just soundbite and TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm working on. I just did the first one in there, and I'm like, this is so great. She's like, you're not gonna post that. I'm like, oh yes, I am. Don't worry, I'll delete your face. <laughs> um. Like I said earlier on, you were recently named an elite trainer and you're concerned, currently pursuing your master's of science in sport and fitness psychology. Um, you know, and at Ruth LLC, you work to advance the inclusion of female athletes and trainers. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? And um, the reason why I'm asking is because I don't want to get into it or pick size. I know no one wants to get into it, but obviously, you know, Jessica Fizzin left the sport. Um, you look like a man shut down. And this is kind of a, you know, the subject of like, what, what should a woman look like in the sport? What should women trainers look like? What's their place? Uh, you know, and so I'm curious, you know, how you are doing your work and, uh, you know, why is it working? What's, what's your thoughts? Okay. So, um, do you want to know more about like Ruth or do you want to know more about how I balance everything? Everything girl, let me yeah. have it. 
Okay. okay. So Cruise, I'm operator, uh, operations manager for. So it's a startup uh, with some other Cornell graduates. Um, so I, well, Ruth is just pairing female athletes and like mentoring female athletes, giving them the tools that they need when they come out of college or giving them networking opportunities for like maybe like a, a 20 year uh, female athlete coming through uh and giving them the resources to excel in the workplace so uh i know like coming out of university is like it's literally like a huge ocean it's like okay where where are you supposed to go yeah yeah and having sort of that branch because female athletes have uh great quality right they're cur- yeah. they're courageous they're diligent they uh like organize right and this is okay. aspects that uh employers and companies want to see so mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. we want to sell that ta- like we want to show that talent and sh- uh sell it to mm-hmm. uh, just different employers to make their jobs easier so they're they don't mm-hmm. have that high employee turnover so uh right yeah. now we're sort of works of just talking to different companies talking to different uh athletes just trying to build up our pool uh as well as getting mm-hmm. those educational resources for them uh, mm-hmm. So it's been, uh, it's been a good o- eye-opening experience. It's different than coaching, but it's sort of the same <laughs> real adventures. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I sort of balance, uh, it's been, it's, it's a, quite a balancing act. Just, Hey, whatever you have open time to do, right. I could be on my computer. I could be coaching, right. I could be on the ice <laughs> coaching. I could be in the gym coaching. I could be virtually, especially with the pandemic, virtually coaching, jumping yeah. up and down hotel room um and yeah literally I have like a small little gym uh in my townhouse so I'm gonna use some of that I use it for like my weight cut stuff uh but it keeps me entertained or it's like hey you know what I need like a 30 minute lift get something done in there uh but it's Mm -hmm. like the biggest thing I've I've been able to balance everything is just having uh just a great support staff like uh the people that I work with at Ruth is very flexible. My team's very flexible. Uh, mm-hmm. My employer, or yeah, my bosses at uh, On Ice are very flexible. So uh, if that wasn't there, then I definitely couldn't explore all these different mm-hmm. opportunities. So yeah, so thank you for sharing that. Like I said, I, I love hearing everything you say. You have such a great personality, great smile, and you're super smart. And yeah, you're super friendly. So I'm sure everyone listening is already like, just as in love with you um, as I am now. Uh, so, I mean, you're just as awesome as I thought you were from the Instagram creeping. It's fantastic. I love when that happens. Um, so, yeah. So for like, in terms of like motivating and, and uh, mobilizing women, like, you know, I talk about on the show a lot in the past few episodes is the great resignation and how now more than ever, there's more moms in the workforce with young children and um, more, you know, women and moms in general that are just entrepreneurs and in, you know, kind of male-dominated sports or male-dominated categories, and I don't ever like making about that, but I was curious, like I said, how, um, you know, how we can, like, my, the reason why I started this show was to figure out ways to better support trainers, coaches, athletes at all levels, and give them the supports they need, so what are, what are some things that you recommend to the women, you know, that walk through those doors at Ruth um, to help guide them into their career path, like, what are some tips that you give them, resources, and just from being an athlete in, you know, strongman here in Canada, you know, what are some things that you feel that women could really do this year to help them get where they need to get? Ooh, okay, so uh, I guess one of the, <laughs> uh, well, okay, so there's two. So don't get ahead of yourself. 
right? Uh, you have this big plan and everything, but you just chip away at the day, right? Chip away at uh, the little things to get it done and things are going to fall into place. Uh, like all the opportunities that I got, they sort of just fell into place. And I, I worked hard and I had different things, but um, just don't, don't force anything that's not there. Uh, yeah. And this thing I sort of just branched in, uh, just always ask for help. Um, mm-hmm. Ask if you need something, ask if you're curious about anything. Um, always just want to learn, always sort of be that student, um, whether, yeah, if it's in the workforce, whether it's like maybe in the gym, it's like, hey, how can I get this better? Um, with hockey, like I call myself the student of the game because I always like try to think about different systems and try mm-hmm. to uh, get myself better that way. But um, always be curious and always ask for questions, like always ask for help. Yeah, 100%. That's the big thing is remain humble. Like no matter where you are in your life or career or whatever, always remain humble because ego yeah. gets in the way. And that's in marriage, that's in anything I've learned is, you know, you just get too cocky and you're like, I'm the shit. And then, you know, no, we're not perfect. And we all have our flaws. And it's important to like acknowledge those and work through them. Like you said, do the work, hustle, and then things like you said, fall in place and work out. And, and the, the rushing part is huge. Yeah, because I feel like because some people, like I said, some athletes excel at this sport really fast for a variety of reasons. Everyone feels like if they can't get to that, you know, that destination that fast, they should just walk away. And I'm like, even if you never make it to that, like, it still was all worth it. It still is worth it. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, I don't wake up every morning, like, if I don't become, and then I'm not hating on people to do it, because I think that's good. I'm just saying for me, I haven't become the strongest person in the entire world. I'm okay with that. Like, I can still sleep at night, you know? Like, I love strong men. I love sports. I love to compete. But, you know, <laughs> if I trap the bag, well, you know, I'll, like, may have a head of shame and walk, you know, away. But I'll live. It'll be good. We'll be fat. Everything will be okay. Um, so, like, <laughs> Vegas? You live and you learn. You live and you learn. Exactly. Um, so, I talked. I had Ashley in the show recently, um, you know, owner of Muscle Pirate. She's the shit. I love her so much. Like, sister from another mother homie status like I love her um and we were talking about like you know sponsorship secrets and the networking and and getting you know the being on tv and getting this like I've been featured on tv and it's about your ability to tell your story it's about your ability to connect with people honestly authentically actually care about them and you know it's you can have I've seen people with fantastic social media like in terms of like everything is really you know they're paying for the software they have fancy emails MailChimp you name it but it's just, it's just not clicking and they're good looking and you know what I mean? It's got the marketable bot. And I'm like, well, cause there's gotta be, what's your, what's your X factor, right? It's kind of like some talent show. What's your X factor? What makes you different? Because you can only reinvent programs so many times or so many workout methods, right? So yeah. like I said, you know, the basics are the basics. So yeah, like what for, for athletes and people, which is now even more important, you know, for our sport is to get sponsorship and stay sponsored, be respected as an athlete. What are some things that you recommend or that you like that you recommend at Ruth or that you recommend to the people you train right now in the sport? Um, like, ooh, like in terms of like stand out and stuff or in terms Just of everything like that, you know, you want to be invited to competitions and you want to be you like you know get opportunities and network like you mentioned earlier you know um i think you sort of just hit the nail on the head there it's just just talk to people right just network uh during the yeah. competition 
I don't really talk like I'll talk outside <laughs> the competition for sure but yeah. like um you just yeah you got to be open and have that open presence and um I think the one valuable thing that I've had is just like I've I always like to listen to people's stories um so because they come from somewhere different and they're here and they have some uh you know that they have a story that is going to be interesting to hear so uh you want to give them all ears um whether it's short or long but uh I just that's the part that I enjoy so um <laughs> uh, was that did that answer your question all I feel like I sort of just repeated what you just said um that's okay <laughs> I was just thinking of Bruce Willis and like that friends episode where like Jennifer Aniston's trying to get him to open up and then he's like a like just a cesspool and he's like and then my mom rejected me again and she's like enough I don't get paid to do this a therapist wouldn't right so it's like but um yeah no no it's, it's yeah it's like you've got to be able to tell your story effectively and you've got to be willing to be nice to people I know it yeah. sounds really like elementary school, but like there's a <coughs> professional code of conduct, right? And um, that's something that we're rolling out is, uh, you know, respect and uh, strength sports training online for athletes and people with competitions is something that we're requiring all athletes that represent us or come on board or any competitions we sponsor um, to do that training, to sign that code of conduct, um, you know, for safer, respectful uh places because that's something I really believe in and I think that you know from the topic of bullying or from the topic of you wanting women to be respected in the sport then we standards you know I've always believed you don't lower your standards to fit in you know you you keep your standards you know you be a nice cordial diplomatic respectful learning listening person I don't have to agree you don't have to be on the same you know even yeah. end of the field right we can be in you can be in outer space away from me but as long as you keep it respectful it's all good and I think that, um, you know, from a trainer perspective, I think when I see, I meet a lot of trainers who just don't ever plateau out of being a teacher out of n Fitness, for example, or some a smaller gym, smaller corporate gym into having their own gym or they're, you know, working, their dream is to be in a position like yourself, right? And, um, you know, I'm like, well, you've got to learn those social skills, right? You've got to learn those communication skills and be able to rise above and be a leader, and, you know, a leader of your own destiny and a good leader is someone who, like you just mentioned, what you do is you listen to people's stories, right? And um, you learn from other people. You can learn something from anyone you meet that yes. can help you, right? You, I think that we have a lot of control of what becomes a blessing in our life versus a curse, right? Like yeah. if, you're, if you're in a combative defensive state, everything's going to turn into a battle. Whereas if you're just, you know, a little bit more open, you know, you can be cautious, but, you know, a little bit more open to see the good, yeah. then good things can come, you know? Yeah, perspective. Perspective. War is not necessary all the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm a redhead. It's genetically built in me siege war at any time. So I just try not to, like, the redhead rage is real. <laughs> my, my son just goes, ooh, 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 and he calls me uh, Mommy Hulk. So, you know, I feel like as a five-year-old, that's my warning. You know, it's like, <laughs> you need to calm down. That lady out of the car, you need to calm yeah. down. I'm talking <laughs> but um so like uh for athletes like I said wanting to really wanting to hone in on the point of today and that explosive strength because that's what separates strong men from powerless or no I shouldn't say that but I would say like when you've got to pick up you know you got to pull a truck or you've got to pick up a car right or you know yeah. uh, a Coleman's wheel like 
I don't know. I'm not saying that's harder than picking up a barbell, but it's definitely different on your CNS system. That's for damn sure. It's different on your CNS system. You have to stabilize different. And most of these events, like you're doing it for like a distance or a time. So, you know, like there's an end point going to yeah. it, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's a against someone else. And you want to yeah. do it like fastest, right? So that explosive training, right? Getting quick, uh, learning that stabilization through like that band tension or something like that um, allows you to, again, like recruit that CNS system, uh, making sure that it's primed for times that you need it. So what are those like, like five to 10, one to 10 movements that you recommend people to do? And I know how much in a program or how many reps is per athlete, but I'm just saying things that, you know, like, bro, if you don't have your program, just talk to your coach about it and to your program and see what they think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'll introduce this one first. So, uh, and in an off season program, which I haven't had an off season quite yet, but in an off season program, I would do isotonics. You know what isotonics are? Not genitonics, no. isotonics. Just kidding. Okay. Uh, isotonics are uh, <laughs> like isometrics. Right? So isometrics yeah. is like pause, right? So you're, mm -hmm. uh, you're moving or like you're not moving, you're stopping an object. Whereas isotonics is moving or trying to push into an uh, immovable object. So literally yeah. you're going, you can go like at a hundred percent and yeah. move that maybe like, it's like pulling like a deadlift and it doesn't move. But then you yeah. can sort of adjust it to different points, like, hey, below the knee, because I suck there, or like, like mid shin. I like to do with squats. I also yeah. have with bench presses, right? So you push um, five, 10 seconds, depending on how you like the program, and then do some sort of explosive movement, getting into that uh, post activation potentiation, which is a word that's been thrown Ooh, out. Girl. Yeah, been thrown oh, out a lot. PAP. <laughs> You're the first person ever say that. It's great. Yeah. So, uh, pull it, like just isotonics. I like to do um, just any like triphasic, right? Uh, triphasic band cycle. Uh, actually, two years ago, I really loved uh, the cycle that I did. I did like uh, I called it a derivative uh, triphasic. So I actually took two of I took like uh, the concentric and the isometric I paired them up together uh, with sort of like a weighted movement to try to get that a little bit yeah. more explosiveness through yeah. a weighted um, so that's a little bit more complex but I sort of like to mix things up that way um, but Cal Dietz has <laughs> um, really good stuff that strongman can apply um, to yeah, yeah. Um, and I like to do a lot of unilateral stuff. <sighs> Strongman does not do a lot of unilateral stuff, right? It's about it's the carrying can do it, but yeah. um, you'll see in my program doing a split squat at least once a week, uh, yeah. some sort of variation, yeah. um, just because you can't have enough stability. You hit different muscles that way, um, through any unilateral work. You may, I always think of jokes, but it's like when you were talking about like, like pause deadlifts and bench presses like I was thinking of like somebody deadlifting and then someone just walking up and smacking them in the chest or like punching them lightly and just smacking them and then they have to control their breathing and not let go of the breathing so it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. that it's, it's like every time your brain turns off you have to pause or slow down it's like way harder like I had a guy friend who always be like yeah yeah bitch look at me playing because planks I would I, I didn't care if you're 400 pounds if you're nine pounds I'd make you plank like I'd abuse you with planks in my warm-ups for dance. And then if they, the guy could play for a long time, I'm like, oh yeah, what's the now? 
and then I just put free weights on his back and just add little things. Or I just like step in him. I just be like, like tap his shoulder, try to push him over a little bit. It's like ah, ah, and I'm like, see. So, anyways, yes, what you're saying, one thousand percent, that needs to happen. And that's what I'm trying to say. Last, it's like, well, I can like do the movement, like from the beginning to end, like fifty times, like you know. And I'm like, yes, but what happens if all of a sudden you had to stop in the middle of the movement and hold that weight above your head? And you don't know when you can put it down. What you can do, what you can do, when you do. So it's really <laughs> yeah. easy to just like, you know, drive off of adrenaline or CNS system to, to just push yeah. and push through. But is that really explosive power? Is that really like proper conditioning? Well, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Hold on. Um, like even, oh. so going back into that post-activation potentiation thing, uh, <laughs> thing, well, it's, it's been, it's been a theory. Um, so if you like lift weights at a certain percentage, so like 80% or above, right. Because of the exertion and everything, um, you're still able to have like some sort of stress reflex that's faster that you're not able to control. Like you're not able to think about, right. So that's why people go like a heavy squat and then like some jumps, right. Because they're able to quicker because their body's not fighting them to get tight, to jump over something exactly exactly if you're not dealing with those things those muscles are weak they're supposed to be strong and like something's tight they're supposed to be loose and vice versa then there's a battle going on in your body and you're not going to win over it unless you deal with it right and you're just fighting yourself and it's like spinning your tires i one second i hear my baby i'm gonna be right back okay he's not awake but i just want to double check it's a mom thing so i'll be yeah. right back okay okay don't worry i can edit it i'll be one second i'm not stopping video stop in my face because seeing me run away is probably gonna be weird but um i'll be right back i'll be right back I'm back. 
Nice. From out of space and out of breath. A lot of stairs. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> no, I like really. I was like, because <laughs> it's because I'm not feeling well. My bones are like, what are you doing? You're just walk. System. That's okay. You're seeing us. <laughs> oh. Anyways, baby's good. Everyone's alive, sleeping. Life is good. Seriously, like, this time I first started the show, I'd be recording and my kid would sneak down. I'm like, dude, just give me five more minutes. You're going to make it weird. You know? And then he was like, mommy, love me. And I was like, okay, maintain my personality. I am not a mother. I am not a mother. <laughs> deny, deny, deny. Anyways, um, yeah, so <laughs> what we're talking about again, CNS system. All right, you pick up over where I left off. You were you were telling me something. I was um, we just finished talking about uh, PAP, the post-activation potentiation. Right, right. All these words, potentiation. Are you trying to be a rapper? Like, what's going on with this potentiation? <laughs> I don't. I would. I wouldn't be too successful using that word. Lemonation, recarnation, <laughs> levitation, <laughs> activation. <laughs> uh the grammar police the probably your cornell teacher stephanie that's not how you say the word i'm like yeah but you know what i'd be saying <laughs> there's intentionally bad grammar on her store like instead of saying you're not my dad that didn't look cool it just says you're not my dad because that's how i respond to any man who tells me what to do i'm like you're not my dad you're not my dad <laughs> yeah no, let me coach there's no you're not my dad <laughs> what there's no uh, that yeah check it out <laughs> that grammar all over a store my english teacher rolling over you know in her grace god i taught her nothing and i sent her back like four times i still stuck with period and commas like i still don't get it i have to edit the shit out of my stuff you know i'm one of those grammarly users users thank god yeah. <laughs> correct and then you see just like oh you have four four uh, <laughs> uh on this text is like really nah yeah. just thank God for right click you know <laughs> Woo! <laughs> i have a disability it's fine but i you know thank god i can blame it on that because you know otherwise you know Woo! so um uh yeah so yeah i really wanted to like kind of close on the whole topic we talked about it a lot you know um with how you help athletes and you obviously offer training so for all the athletes that are in transition right now, because there's huge goal changes going on in all these sports, like in terms of where competitions are going to be, how they're held, the rules, just there's so much going on. And then you don't know if you're actually going to be able to get to there. And then there's just, you know, just families, life has just gotten complicated. So yes. what are some things that you recommend people can do or keep in their training, add or take away if they don't have a lot of time, or they keep wanting to be training for strongmen? You know, explosive strength, but they don't have the time to do three-hour programs, right? Like, yeah, realistic for people like that. Um, easy, the, just your minimums. Have like, if you have your basic, okay, let's just say squat, bench, deadlift, row could even work, right? Overhead press, right? So you have your strength. Pair it up with like a lighter. I would say even ten to twenty percent uh of the movement right and you're just working either on speed right so you can say hey i'm gonna do uh reps for time right so you go through um yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're doing overhead or like 
upper body, you might want to do a banded, right? Or if it's lower body, right, you might want to just do jumps so you control the reps. Um, mm-hmm. But either speed for time, like a short duration, uh, mm-hmm. like as like a superset, or mm-hmm. like an explosive jump. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. how you could get that uh, just explosive training in uh, paired up as you're just training. And it takes like anywhere from like 20 to 30 minutes um, for that. Uh, another recommendation is I like to sort of throw in like power. Uh, I call them power uh, circuits, like a power primer at the start. So like uh, it could be speed related. So like something uh, as a cue for if I'm focusing on a little bit more hockey, but for a strongman, right? So I would do maybe like uh, like a like a dumbbell clean and press, right? Just with like the uh-huh. single arm um paired up with maybe like a box jump paired up with maybe like a snap down or something like that or like assisted jumps if you've never tried assisted jumps i they might be your new best exercise look it up on you um but just anything that's different right because strongman you're going to see something and it's going to be different and you got to be smart and you got to learn how to move and move that weight so um Mm -hmm you could easily apply that in a power circuit and that could take any 10 to 15 minutes. I'm curious about your thoughts on um, things like weighted vests, because, you know, when you're playing hockey, you've got a lot of gear on. If a soldier's training, they're wearing a lot of gear. So, you know, how I was able to kind of push past plateaus, like the first time I trained for strongman after I had my first son, not my newest baby, was uh, I wore a weighted vest and I would do that on specific workouts and movements. And that made a huge difference for me. Like I trained up from a 12 pound to 75 pound vest and people just thought I, I looked pretty insane. And then I, then I layered the other one onto the other one. And, yeah. um, and then I was just like, I was just killing it. And then I was pulling the tires, flipping the tires, grabbing everything I could in the commercial gym with those things on. And uh, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was fucking hard. Like, but also it's like, then when you're not wearing that, how much more efficient are you going to be? Right. So in terms of explosive power, and I would give myself asthma attacks, like intentionally, because I'm asthmatic. So it's like exercise induced asthma. So it's like the harder I work, my lungs are, what the fuck are you doing? So (laughs) I still want to move. Yeah, I just, I don't, I want to be skinny. Okay. I want to move like skinny one. Um, But yeah, so just like what you said, I would just run as fast as I can with that shit and go as heavy as I could and then be like kind of not not fully you know but just almost take a little break and then go at it again and then once I got really efficient on that I'm like hey well then I need to slow it down add more weight okay well I'm good at that now I just need to pause like you said grab a sandbag sit against the wall sit in a squat against the wall see how long you can hold a fucking sandbag for and a low squat as low as you can get basically without dropping it you know Zerkers, man. No one ever does Zerkers. I love Zerkers. They're Gosh. the right kind of abuse you need in your life. <laughs> your hips? Well, thank you. It's hip therapy. Uh, yeah. Biceps might hate you, but hips will love you. So. Uh, another thing, another piece of training uh, tips that I like to use is rest pause. You know what a rest pause set is? Yes, or- I, but I'm, I'm, I'm your student today, okay? I didn't say nothing. I'm listening rest pause so I, I call it rest pause because i'm not a cluster person but uh so you do a prescribed amount of reps you take 10 to 15 seconds off or maybe it's uh 20 seconds up to you and then you do more reps 
rest, more reps. I like to do it with progressing chin-ups, especially for females, because you know what, like as soon as you get one, you try to get more and it's just hard, right? I find it's like, okay, get one, that's hard. Get four, that's even harder, right? And it's just progressing up. So rest pause is like, hey, you do one, you take a little bit of rest, you do another one, a little bit of rest, right? And then you build that's up- what I'm trying to say. More, more period. That's what I'm trying to say. Like a lot of people, uh, I think for my years teaching in a gym, you know, teaching aerobics and shit back in the day, you know, um, when I was like, whoop, whoop, yeah, hey, how are you doing? Hey, want to get, want to get together? You know, I'm not that girl anymore. Um, I had kids that broke me. Um, <laughs> but anyways, it's like people try to do too much in small amount of time. Like, so for me with my breathing, that's a real thing. So even with, with like ammonia salts, like, you know, I can't fuck around too much. I got to be careful, right? You know, this. Not too many asthma attacks per night, you know? So the first thing I had to learn was how to work around that. So my workouts took a long time. Like they took like three fucking hours, you know? And then I got more and more efficient, but, and then there's doing too much. There's just doing too, there's just doing too much movements in the same day, knowing how, I think what the thing people need to learn, I was curious to your perspective on this was which movements is, is gonna, you know, CNS, max out your CNS system too fast in not a productive way. You know what I mean? Like workouts that are too similar, attacking the same systems. And you know, it makes sense. They're like, oh, this is a superset or oh, this is a circuit. And I, like I said, most people learn from following the people on Instagram, download an app with some programming, YouTube yeah. and Google work, right? So for explosive powers, like we talked about things you can add, what are some things that you would recommend people avoid? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't add that to that. You know, it's like when you make a cake, there's just certain things you can't add. Mm. I know I fuck up a lot of cakes. I'm a mom, but I don't do <laughs> Walmart, $10. I need it. I love you. Candle. Boop. <laughs> what would I avoid hmm. for explosive training? Like things that just define like people do wrong in terms of like they tire themselves out. Like they're just ineffective. Like they're not, pro not productive, not the word, but not that they're wasting time. So that seems a waste of time, but like there is doing too much things that people they've like there I've just seen that in programs where it's like why is yeah. that thing like I well, get what you're trying to do but there's a better way to do it you know what so I mean like understanding the movement so I think jump yeah, squats yeah. especially with the pandemic has been overused right so jump squats um because it, but it's easy everyone could do it but like are you really moving explosively through it yes you're jumping right but like I want to see you jump higher. I want to see your jump, like the highest that you can. And you're not going to like achieve that doing multiple jump squats. Yes, you know, you could do it. Congratulations, right? But if you're doing it like, let's say 10 to 15 times, uh, mm -hmm. like you're not going to jump as high as you can every single time, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I would say just probably some of the simpler movements and the rep schemes, need to be changed and that's where that rest pause comes in right or just a longer duration and having that intent um mm -hmm. the other is any movement that you don't have any competency over right so if you're going to do for example like a power clean right power clean is great for explosive movement but let's just mm -hmm. say you are just a one pole type of person um you are not going to do that right you're, you're going to get yourself injured uh, <laughs> Oh, you got to take the time. You got to pay your dues. Yeah. You got a movement pattern, right? And then over time, it's going to get you explosive, 
right? And you could still break that movement down to make yourself explosive, like a hip clean, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to use it, if you saw um, my story, I think it was like two weeks ago, uh, my axle clean and jerk. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's my special technique, but uh, like to throw it in the hip, right? You pop it up that way. Hips are very powerful, but you could break down the movement, especially like a clean uh, going from the hip, then go from the hang, go from below, right? Uh, and connect it to be explosive. Another thing too, I just want to say is like, I've seen this a lot of my competitions. I mean, like the amateur ones, they change what they're doing a million times before the day of the rules. You know, you're like, what? Like sometimes you're like, who came up with this rule? Like this wasn't well thought through. Uh, I've seen crazy things. All I'm trying to say is, with, for example, if you were in the gym and you're always taking that log from the tires and you're doing a full, like top to bottom clean, and you just do that, you know, if you're standard five by five or whatever, all the, the combinations that exist. And then all of a sudden you get to the competition and you're so used to that leverage. And all of a sudden they're like, you know what, bitch, you just got to go from the shoulder. And you're like, oh shit. Cause any form's got to be really good, right? Cause you up with your, your triceps and, and it's like if you're engaging the right muscles you're just not going to get the rest up like you would if you're you know sort of heaving it up there um and then it's the same thing as like if you've never been doing that from the ground to the top then you're not gonna have the cardio and you're not gonna pump out the rest you just tire out so you know it's like these things are important when it comes to strongman like you know ask those questions from the the sport like the competition you're doing sorry make sure you know what what those logistic rules are and train accordingly before you know, and understand the loading before a competition, right? Because a lot of times I see people doing certain types of explosive training that it's like, dude, that's not what you do two weeks before, or a week before, a few days before, like you're going to, you're going to kill yourself. Like that's, stop that. Be patient, be patient. The competition is going to be there. That yeah. is gonna be there. Uh, yeah. Just know that you're going to show up and you're going to work hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I'm coming back to these tidbits because as you're saying it, it's popping in my head. Uh, I think the, <laughs> thing that's underused in strongman is complexes like in terms of i know you're seeing a few with uh the log right you get uh hey you could go and get some presses in but like how about like a clean you know what you press it twice you go back down you clean you press it again split jerk in Mm -hmm. there right so Mm, uh, yes right now i'm all into i'm just keeping it light just to get uh the competency and working on my grip uh but barbell complex so like my last mm-hmm. one was the hip touch and go uh and three overheads right before it was a clean a jerk uh another clean and then two jerks right so just prepping mm-hmm. uh, uh when you go up for your minute uh max overhead uh and you could mm-hmm. drop the bar right you gotta be able to clean that bar again after when you pushed it overhead three, four, five times. So uh, mm-hmm. work on those complexes. <laughs> work on them complexes. You know what? I have, you're actually the first person that's brought that up on the show. And I think that's really important. And like I said, I don't see that often in the programs I've downloaded. And I get it because most of the time it's for an amateur and you don't want them to do too much crazy shit when they're new. But, you know, if you have, an, if you have a coach that's not like you're putting in the work in the hustle, your nutrition's on point, you know, your recovery is on point, you're, you're taking care of yourself, doing all those little things like stretching, your deep tissue, all these different things that go into it. And they're never approaching you with that. I'm like, hmm, hmm. You know, I feel like, you know, you, 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 you owe it to yourself to do those things, like you said, safely 
pay your dues in as many of those areas as possible properly with the plan and a purpose. Because, yeah. I mean, you can do all those things, but if you're just like a hot mess with no specific formulation, right? Like, how do you measure your goals, right? So, yeah, you have to, it goes back to the whole SMART principle, right? Like, you need to measure your goals and, and know what is realistic. I've been posting that. We have a group, you guys, for listening in. Uh, we have more than one Facebook group. There's Team Pan Strong, where I post dance fitness challenges. I haven't because I've the health hasn't been very good since September. But on our Strong Women of Canada group, I post things like what is, there's articles that I post that's like, what is the expected deadlift that you should have for your age, your um, weight type, and your experience level? Just like, if they're not perfect sciences, but they, they give you a ballpark of where you could be at. Yeah. That's so I want to know what's your thoughts on that. Um, hmm. I think <laughs> ever, like, is it a range? Like, is there a range? Oh, yeah. Range? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think. Very detailed. Well, it could be very contradictory uh, in some sort of sense of like how people yeah. uh, say like, hey, like spine health, hey, like muscle deterioration, like what does that go as you age? Uh, what is the relative, like what's the absolute strength of these? What's the mm -hmm. growing trend curve? Um, so those numbers are going to change. Uh, they're going to fluctuate. Um, but yeah, no, that's interesting. Just having basic guidelines for that, especially mm -hmm. some whole um because i think you can um it could be very related to uh longevity well there's a lot that goes into it right there's a lot of like have you been an athlete your whole life and how that's affected your your bone density regardless even your weight right like if you've always just been athletic in certain types of athleticism um yeah. you know for me like i'm the body type that weightlifting and bodybuilding does not make me trim I could anorexic myself. I have to do cardio. Like if I don't do cardio, I, I just, I just become hard, but I still am sick, you know? So I have to do that. And, um, like, you know, I, I understand myself. I ain't got no shame. I'm just saying, do what you gotta do, boo. So yeah, like there is no one size fits all, but there's definitely like, I think guidelines, like for me training all the different things I've trained over the years, I can usually tell, by, like you said putting people to tests and looking at them it's like okay well I can tell you know but that's not doesn't mean that someone's impossible that they can't you can't see them become something that they never thought they could be in those categories but um you know it is good to to be realistic about things because like I said I'm not hating on it but like you know there are people who use in our sport and I'm, I don't have an issue I'm not I'm not calling anyone out I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying that like if you're a natural athlete you're not using that stuff then it's going to be even different, right? So, like, they're guidelines. They're guidelines. But it is yeah. good to know because when I first started and I got my deadlift from a 90 pound to 250 pound deadlift in just over a year, and I thought that was, I thought I was, I thought I was weak. I was like, people are like, that's really strong. You know, you should probably power lift. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? I weigh more than this. I thought you had to be a label weight. Like, I thought you weren't strong. I read somewhere that you have to lift twice the weight before you should do it. That's literally what I thought. So I thought I was like super fucking weak. And then, um, and then I crunched more numbers and I was like, man, that was less than a year. And I was six. I didn't even go to the gym. Like sometimes I didn't go for like a couple weeks. And then yeah. I was like, that's really fucking strong. And so I was like, oh, okay. So anyways, it's like, it's, it's important to have, yeah, it's just to have somewhat of, cause I feel like women are way too hard on themselves. I've had so many women train me and they're like, never weight lifted. I have this friend who's like a lightweight and she's so tiny. I think she's like a, like 115 pounds. 
And she's like up there with like a 195 dead, deadlift beside me. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, who are you? It was like her first session with me. It's like, I'm not that strong. I'm like, you need to start powerlifting, girl. Don't yeah. Let, you know? Oh, um, that's huge. And yeah, like, I think people just uh, like, even they just get intimidated. It's like, oh yeah, like there's these big, bigger plates and there's these like even bigger plates, right? And it's like throwing, throwing it on, like- uh, there's a lot of people that can't even lift like even just I think the requirement is like for jobs is like 45 pounds it's like that's a that's a barbell that's, yeah a barbell. that's so low yeah just putting things in perspective it's like hey like you're lifting like 250 like you're lifting 250 pounds and you're saying oh, I need a like hey good you have that drive but 250 pounds is not something to ignore. So that's what. Oh, like, I'm kind of good. The, so I was pretty proud of that. I taught myself. So I, I was like. The bags that were required for like a job. Yeah. I, See, this is why it's such a great coach. Like, I just love you. Like, you're so lovely. But no, I mean, I just wish I could talk to you for everything because you just feel fantastic. But yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's like I said, what you think is shit is someone else's inspiration, right? So like yeah just to compete because you want to compete because it's fun do it for the health do it smart reach out for help be humble get the help make friends you know it doesn't yeah it doesn't everything doesn't have to be elitist or dog eat dog to be valuable in your life you know there's many many great trainers who are the best in their city but you know have never been on tv or you know aren't a celebrity trainer but they're making outstanding differences and impacts in their community so yeah you know Love yourself, know your worth, respect your worth, you know? That's you don't that's, have to be embarrassed. That's like great 30 seconds of knowledge. You know, people should listen to that every single morning. They'd be pumped up for this. <laughs> yeah, go, you guys. You have a morning <laughs> show, live show, me drinking coffee and just talking shit and like saying to people, are you guys ready? Are you ready? Let's go. <laughs> Who's your mama? Who's your daddy? Uh, you're not my dad. I'm not your dad. Remember the shirt, you know, but um, <laughs> you're your own daddy. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> That's going to be another TikTok sound. I'm just saying. But no, it was so, there's so much knowledge. You have been very specific, but I'm saying for a lot of people listening in, these are new terms to them. And I haven't honestly, with all the people on my show, no shit, I'm saying they haven't brought this up. So you Good. are very, very knowledgeable. Yes. Girl, I think I'm signing up too. I mean, shit, learn some stuff from you. That's you got to learn something every day, right? You got to yes. live, learn, live and learn, live or learn, <laughs> live and learn. Live, laugh, pray, eat something. I don't know. There was a movie once. Tell me what Julia Roberts. I don't know. Looked like she was vacationing somewhere. I can't watch that. It's torture when you're a mom. She would. I think on that movie, she vacationed everywhere. <laughs> yeah like you asshole i'm not old enough to watch this you know <laughs> not through my suffering years i'm just kidding um but uh no thank you for being on our show and i am so honored you're so knowledgeable and blown away by everything you've accomplished you guys like i said follow her on ig links on the screen and uh she has like i said coaching programs and, and super friendly and accessible so how do they get in touch with you if they want to they want you to be their coach their trainer uh i do have to edit the website that i have on there it's a little bit outdated 
but uh, I also have uh, twoodstraining at gmail.com if you want to email me there too. Um, if you have any questions, yeah, just DM me too. Um, I'll answer anything. And yeah, no, this was great to be on. I had a blast. I uh, smiled the whole time laughing. Uh, <laughs> it was great. Uh, yeah, no, just uh, loved it. So uh, thank you. No, I'd be.